0: Welcome to Life with Lindsay Ray, a place where fellow seekers are not necessarily interviewed, but invited to embark on a truth-telling journey exploring life's depth, sometimes tackling specific topics, and ultimately, always keeping it real. We dive deep to encourage and invoke inner contemplation and radical acceptance of our own humanness. It's my hope these conversations inspire you to dive underneath the surface level crap and blaze your own truth trail directly into what ignites your soul. Get ready for a whole lot of soulful chit chat, sprinkles of radically empathic advice, and some lighthearted laughs along the way. Let's get woo-woo without going cuckoo, shall we? Shall we? Everyone, just a really quick reminder and disclaimer if you are around little ones or anyone that might take offense to adult language, you might want to pop in headphones now because we do tend to use it every now and then on the podcast. Also, very important reminder that any information that you hear on this show that is said by me or any of my guests is never a substitute for any kind of medical or mental health treatment or consultation from a licensed practitioner. Okay, so just remember that. Now, let's get to the show. So, Thais is live and in the in, the flesh, in I the am. In person. Yes, I am. In my closet. I'm here. In my closet, yeah. I exist. And we are, we are recording a beautiful, lovely, wonderful pod. A little podcasty. Yeah. And so, I think we need to talk about everything that we talked about at dinner last week. Oh my God. How did we start that conversation? Okay, well, first of all, hold on, because I want to make sure people kind of have like a little smidget background about us. Sure. Well, my name is Tay Sky. I come from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Woo, Brazil
1: in the house, via Japan and then Maryland to sunny Los Angeles. Such a, an amazing geographical spread you have. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, my first language is Japanese. But I, I speak fluent Portuguese and fluent English, well, as cool. fluent as I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I moved to L.A. two years ago, one of the first months that I was here, I attended an event with our mutual friend, Jenny, who r- r- hosted the event. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. It was a picnic on, on the, the on the beach, listening to a concert on the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. God, talk about the life we live in L.A. So. I know. Uh, You were there. I was. And that's how we we get to know each other. And I was
0: like, oh, hey.
1: And she had on this amazing jewelry pieces. And I was like, oh, my God, because I love triangles. So anytime I see somebody with triangles, they get my heart. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Like I have have to know you. Like, I love your jewelry. She was, oh, yeah, I design it. No big deal. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go home. I'm going to buy all of the pieces. And then we're going to become best friends. And then I go home, and I realize that they're fucking real (laughs) diamonds and real gold and real things. Uh, And it's not just, like, $25. It's uh, a little bit more than that. Yeah, a little bit
0: more. Just, just a little bit.
1: So I realized, okay, can't buy all of her pieces <laughs> right now. Can't become best friends with her in in that way. <laughs> and that is how we started our friendship. That is true. I always feel guilty that I did not honor my words of buying oh, all of her pieces. But please. But I'm sure
0: she knew what I was getting myself into. Fine. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. Yes. So we also have a little munchkin with us, Chewy. Yes. Chewy is Thais' dog who, like, never leaves, leaves her side. And he's in the closet with us. And he's the sweetest he's thing. He's so cute. As opposed to my dog, Miko, who's, like, literally downstairs, like, zonked out in his bed and wants nothing to do with any of. This. Well, Chewy's my emotional support animal, and by that I mean... <laughs> you support him emotionally. I support him emotionally yeah. because he can't...
1: He just gets a little cling on when I he's know. in new in new environments.
0: He's also a little rescue. He is, I so know. he needs extra loving. I know. Okay, so we were talking about... Gosh, there's so many fun things that I, I can't wait to talk to you about specifically on the pod. We have a lot of good things. I know, and we'll get to so many of the things, but... I didn't come in with an agenda. Okay. Well, so, I have a good I have a good idea. Okay. I think we need to talk
1: about our first real experience together. Oh. I think we need to just dive in. Let's do it. And let's set the table of how this friendship has evolved in the past two years.
0: Okay, so this is really I actually am really happy that we're gonna have this conversation because I think this is a really amazing depiction of what relationship with another human being is like. Yeah. And I think it also highlights, like I think our story in particular highlights the amazing shifts and just like beauty and grace that two people can really go through and have with one another when they really show up and they're just honest. And they just. Well, I, I, I was honest. I,
1: I had to own my honesty first because I was the one that fucked up. So really, it's <laughs> the story of when you fuck up, how to own that you fucked up. But then, of course, it's the other person's.
0: Being receptive yeah, to that. And they
1: have to. And how they show up to be that willing too, to move right? on and forgive or else the friendship can never be reignited. I know Absolutely. I fucked up in a lot of friendships. Uh, every major, well, we all have
0: really I every mean, major, yeah, honest, yeah,
1: relationship I've had, I have fucked up in one some way or another, way or another. I mean. some tumultuous moment, and and I think that is the point of relationships. Actually, is to hit that point of fuck up, and then and then have to show up because most of the times we hide. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shit, I fucked up, so I'm not going to talk to that person anymore. I'm going to bury my head in shame. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to run. I'm going to hide.
0: And most of or us do that. I'm going to get angry. Yeah. And I'm going to point <gasps> Defensive. Yeah. on the other person. Make, yeah. Almost make it like they're wrong Yeah. so that nobody really sees me. And here's what's interesting. It's like the minute we know that there is an an imperfection
1: in the other person, we do this all the time, especially in our committed relationships. But the minute we see, oh, they're imperfect in that way, Mm. we build a whole case for why that imperfect thing is the entire story, the entire reason why we are justified in being upset and angry. And the point is, no one's going to be perfect. So we're always going to be able to point the finger. Yeah. Always, there is always a, an ability of us saying, "Nope, it's their fault." Look at their imperfection, mm-hmm. and I think the work to make a relationship last is to really think about how did I participate, what is my role, what can I own up to, and how can I show up as I own up to it
0: instead of hide and yeah, and get really vulnerable with people. Yeah, I agree, and I love how you said. You know, you pointed out. Really, like, how am I going about justifying my behavior? Yeah. Like, and really having that conversation with yourself of, like, okay, is my behavior reflective of what happened? Or is it reflective of my defensiveness, my desire to not be wrong, my desire to run away and hide, Mm -hmm. my desire to not show up, my desire to not be vulnerable with this other human, right? Oh, so good. Oh, Okay, so let's try to give like a super condensed version of what happened and we'll just kind of ping pong back and forth so that our listeners can kind of like have context around what we're really talking about. Okay, so after we met, At the beach. At the at the fun beach. I think it took a couple months or No, it was pretty Was it right away? It was right away. Like you had reached out to me I think on Facebook or something or like and and we like started chatting and they were like oh let's go for a hike Yes, and you were like oh I know this hike oh my favorite hike the Los Leones Trail and I was like oh my gosh I don't know any hikes can you please like show me the way yes so we (laughs) met up for a hike and we had a
1: great time we talked a lot about business Uh, I had just recently quit my full time job to move to LA to run my business full time so I was going through that transition and you had just moved from New York and you were looking at really developing your jewelry line and stepping more and more into your role as like a coach so we were both kind of going through that kind of transition of a new city new business I remember you were doing a major upheaval with your website oh yeah you and Juliet were
0: creating creating yeah you were just balanced. start yes you were like, just starting that literally we were like developing all the things yeah so I saw a lot of excitement coming from Lindsay around her business and we also had like some of the most amazing conversation on that hike oh yeah that was really good I remember being like oh my gosh this is awesome because the thing that we connected with so much was we both were just like showing up and just like diving in yeah and not everybody is like that yeah yeah not everybody likes to go Deep, quick. Yeah. Which I do. And I I, I can't. There's no other way for me. That's why we <laughs> like each other so much now. I'm like, we just met. Let's talk about your sex life yeah. or we're not friends at all. I also want to know all about your deep trauma. <laughs> yes. Your childhood <traumatic laughs> history. Yours, <laughs> yours,
1: yes. Give me everything. Yes.
0: Unload it on me. Which, I need to know which, everything now. I think we are also helping each other understand that that's not how everybody shows up (laughs) in the world right I know which is so incredibly hard for us to get and that it's not a reflection yeah or or a reflection of how those people actually are because they don't yeah so yeah that's something I I think we're helping each other now with, which is really beautiful but it was
1: great we got deep dive quick what happened next so I remember getting home talking to my business coach at the time about this beautiful hike I had. And she said to me, do you see her as a potential client? Do you feel like there are some things that, you know, you feel like Lindsay would really benefit from, from learning with you about? And I said, "Mm, I don't know, like, yeah, I guess she's brand new and starting this new venture. And I guess I've already been doing it for a while. I mean, I I guess I could support her. Um, and she goes, my coach goes, you know, it's a disservice. For you to not reach out to her. It's being selfish of you to not offer what you know can change her life if you don't offer it to her. Mm -hmm. So don't be selfish, you know? You know... Call her yeah, believe, and tell her yes. and, you have this mm-hmm. program. And don't email her and don't message her because these are ways that when people are forced to face big decisions that can catapult and change their lives, you don't want to message them because then they'll just run away. Mm-hmm. So it has to be on the phone where you can reflect to them their greatness. So I hung up that call with my coach feeling really trepidatious. At this point, I've already had like something like 50 no's in my business trying to implement this new system that my coach was teaching me. And honestly, I didn't want to risk burning another bridge and losing a friendship that was so budding, that was so new. But at the end of the day, I really needed money, you know? Yeah. I, I was at that point where I was not making any money in my business because I had burned all my client bridges because I had up-leveled them to this ridiculous <laughs> price-pointed... Uh, you're like,
0: I know you're paying like a $100, but now you need to pay like $5,000. No, seriously. <laughs> it's, it was like that. It was just like that. I went from... Because tar- if you don't, that means you're not... Honoring your worth, Thais. Exa- no, but that's exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly
1: right. If you're not charging, you know, high ticket value price points, then you're not gonna. The people that are work that are gonna work with you aren't going to get the full transformation that they could get. And so, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. It's about the level of transformation that you offer. Mm-hmm. And because I know that my work is so life changing, and I know that I can get deep with my clients, I know I can change them in such a radical manner. I was like, well, then if I have to put a price point on that, if you're talking about a year, you know lifetime of transformation, then what's twenty thousand dollars for a year of working with right. me? That's like nothing. Right. Okay. So I called Lindsay,
0: and I like said, this was the same day. Yeah. And it was, like, hours after. Yeah. And I thought it was – I was, like, oh. I saw her name pop up. And, like, I was, like, oh, something must be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I pick up the phone. and I'm like, hey. And then – You say it better than I do. So I, I don't use, even remember the phone call. So I I distinctly I burned like, it out, I out I of my memory. I literally remember, like, where I was in my apartment because I was – I think I w- I was still in like the excitement of like wow, like how oh my God, could it's my- so heartbreaking. I know, this I'm story. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like how amazing is my life turning out in California? Like I came with the intention to make these beautiful beautiful connections as friendships with like other women who are like on the path, who are like walking the journey and like doing their work, and I was like, gosh, like I am really so blessed. Yeah. Like another woman that I'm meeting is just like showing up and she's like there too and so I was still like in that energy and just being really excited and so Thais calls and I pick up the phone and she starts telling me like hey listen like you know I had a great time on our hike today and I've really been thinking about all of the things that we talked about and just like where you are in your business and like I think that you would be perfect for my program and my heart sunk. (laughs) it did it really did yep. and you and she and she knows this yep. you know this yep. we've, we've had this conversation yep. many of times and it really it did like it was a little heartbreaking because i immediately was then put in the position of feeling like was this true yep. did she show up to see me and be my friend or just to pitch me yep. and it was really rough and because i was still very much working a lot on like just my own codependency, I still, part of me still wanted to please her. And so when she said, you know, I'd love to tell you more about the program, like can we schedule a call for next week, I said, "Um, yeah, sure, and scheduled the call. And she was like, great, I'll send you a calendar request. And we hung up the phone and I was like, I don't want to have this call. Why am I doing this? And I literally, I literally had to have the conversation with my therapist about it. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, this uh, this amazing woman, we went on this hike and all the things, and I don't know what to do, but I don't want to, I don't want to be in her program. Uh, you know, I wanted to be her friend. So it was actually a really beautiful lesson for me in showing up for myself yep. and really being true to myself. And yep. so when, Literally the following week when our when our time was to call, you called me right on the dot. Yep. And I literally said to you (laughs) literally. (laughs) I literally was like, Thais, I do not have the space to even pretend like I can Hold this. Like I don't have the capacity for this right now. I am in the middle of launching a brand new website for you know another business. I just have so much going on. Like I just I can't. Like I'm sorry. And that was me showing up for myself. Yep. And and not and I and I remember saying to you something along the lines of like I don't I don't want to waste your time. Yep. Because I'm all I'm going to do is just listen and then I'm going to. I'm just gonna waste our time. Yep. And so you were like, okay, yeah, no worries. And then that was really that for a long time. Like- well,
1: so I hung. So we hung up the phone, and I just felt so disappointed of another no. And then all of the thought process was, I didn't kind of push hard enough or I didn't advocate for myself hard enough or I didn't make it happen or I didn't present myself the right way. You know, all of those thoughts of inadequacy and unworthiness came up because this was just another no. I had now just ruined a relationship. I still wasn't making money in my business. And somehow deep down, I just had this inkling of there's another way. There's Mm -hmm. a better way. And I remember my partner Mark telling me again and again, if you're doing the same thing a bajillion times and it's not working, why do you keep doing it? Like what? But is wrong? but here's the deal. This mindset manifestation manifestation bullshit can be so entrenching because when I asked my coach that, she says, Thais, this is you having doubt that the universe can provide. Trust the universe. Trust that this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And so I didn't create a plan B. I didn't create lower offerings. I didn't evaluate how I was reaching out to people because I was being told I was paying a lot of fucking money
0: to be told how to do the system. You were paying a lot of money yeah. for this coach who was yes. literally telling you this is the way yes. and so you were following yes. that way.
1: And, and and so, while I'm not going to blame her. I'm not a, v- uh, in many ways I am a victim but I'm, I'm not a victim in the same sense that I know that
0: I had my own free will. I know well, you're that not, you're not in the victim mentality right. around it. Yes,
1: yes. I, I just want
0: to but it make that
1: clear. Yes. I was a victim to ideologies and to a manipulative woman who convinced me that her way was going to benefit me and I had to pay a lot of money for that insurance because Mm -hmm. when you pay money you're much more likely to listen to somebody and what I've learned in that experience is that this woman was a master sales woman Mm -hmm. she was really good at selling she wasn't good at being a business owner she wasn't good at coaching she wasn't good at anything else she was a good saleswoman yeah and so that was a hard lesson for me anyway so Three months after that conversation, things were starting to fall apart with that coach. Another three months and I had uh, fired her. I had a, hit a lot rock bottom. I felt this huge sense of what the fuck did I just do for this whole year of selling one program, getting almost like I got a, a handful here and there. They worked with me up to a certain point and then they ran away because that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I had to really recalibrate and decide what am I going to do differently. So I did recalibrate and it, you, everything. All this time, we didn't no, talk. We, we didn't talk. We didn't At all. talk. No. Yeah. Lindsay was in the same, I guess, kind of social
0: circle, mm-hmm. but I didn't really attend much of the events no. anymore. And like, I think we saw each other at like one event, and I remember being very nervous. Yeah. And just hoping that it was not going to be weird. That was not going to be weird. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It but, wasn't. It but wasn't. it also wasn't as amazing and genuinely right. connected as right. it was on our hike. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I was sad.
0: Yeah. I yeah. was sad. But fast forward. Literally a year later. Yep, one I year later, I reached out
1: to you. You did, and I—I I don't know what inspired me to reach out. Honestly, I think uh, because you missed my amazingness. I mean, Claire. obviously, <laughs> but I think also I was just having this desire to just wipe some of the relationships clean mm. that I feel like I had really burned. So cleaning up your karma. Uh huh. So I reached out to Lindsay
0: to get creation. Yeah, <laughs> just like want to go to creation because I really like these acai bowls they have here. What did, what inspired you to say yes, BT Dubs? How do you know I didn't wasn't gonna sell you something else? Well, you know what's interesting is because I had actually had a similar thing happen to me with somebody that I I thought was a friend, and we we actually had much more of history, yeah. versus just like literally the week of knowing each other that me and you had. Yep. And it went really badly, to be honest. Mm. Like I stuck up for myself and I said, you know, I really I prefer my friends not pitch me. It makes me feel yep. not great. Yeah. And, you know, I it's just one of my boundaries. Like it just is, you know, unless I ask you for your service, I don't need you to pitch me on it. Like you're one yep. of my friends, like I know what you're doing. Yep. You know? Yep. Well um, now. And oh so my that's gosh. why I said that's why I said yes. Oh, like no. I was like, I was like, you know what? Like if you're reaching out to me, then you know, who knows? I'm always open to seeing what people have to say yeah. and I think I'm this hopeless optimist. romantic <laughs> kind of kind of yeah I am I love my friends yeah. they're my family I take a lot of pride in the in cultivating those relationships and and I'm Always somebody that's going to give another chance. Yeah. Always. Well, so she did.
1: So we went out to creation and I think it was probably like the, what, like 10
0: minutes in. It was 10 minutes in. I was like, you know what? We need to talk about this. Yeah. I remember like you had said something. Well, I, I actually thought it was really adorable and cute. How you, how you kind of like segued into it. how How did I do it? So you were like. So, I had this experience with a friend, and I really thought we were friends, and oh, then yeah. she tried to, you know, pitch me on this, like, thing, and it really felt, like, terrible. And I go, well, you know, Thais, like, I gotta be honest with you, yep. that's how I felt. Yep. And you were like, I know, and that's yep. why we're here. Yep. And Well, that did
1: happen, though. Yeah. I, 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 didn't pr- I didn't plan any of that, but I love that I sound so eloquent sometimes. <laughs> So purposeful. But that did happen to me. That's actually happened to me a couple times where I'll have a lunch meeting or something with someone that I'm like, wow, this woman's awesome. I'm so vibing with her. And uh, then I'll get an email or a message being like, hey, I'm hosting this and I would love to you for you to attend. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very particular now because of my deep burn where I invest my money and where who I invest my money with. I'm extremely particular and nine times out of 10, I'm not going to say yes. I'm intentional about it too. Unless it's like if it's like a twenty dollar workshop, that's one thing. Oh, if yeah, it's like no, a and workshop I love supporting yes, everyone. Yes. If I know a friend who's doing that. a workshop and she's really excited, of course I'm gonna spend the thirty bucks or whatever. But if you're asking me to drop like mm-hmm. five, six,
0: seven
1: hundred dollars yeah. on a
0: like a two-day event or something, this woman I'm like, whoa, whoa. This
1: woman, we had lunch, she pitched me the like a week later to attend her retreat, uh, a relationship retreat. Mm. And I never once said anything about my relationship with her. Oh. So it's not like she even has any context for which to say, listen, I know we talked about this. I hear you. I actually learned the shamanic healers how to address that particular problem. Right. And I think that this could really benefit. That's even one thing. Yeah. No, no, no. This was like just out out of context. Out of left field. She knows nothing about my, she doesn't know if I have any help already with my relationship. She doesn't know anything about my Mm -hmm. relationship. It felt really invasive. But anyway, so, so yeah. So that happened to me a few times and it, it really it hurts your feelings. It also forces you to really recalibrate who you are in your business. And yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that I was able to own up to my behavior and how I hurt you because I feel like a, a lot of people can't or won't or don't do that. So I'm glad that I was able to own up and I'm glad that you were open enough to forgive me, but also to have learned from that experience to not have resentment against me, right? Like you learned, wow, like this experience really made me Uh, you know stand up for myself in a bigger way to people that my vulnerability was down and I could very easily
0: just people please
1: Mm -hmm. so we all learned lots of lessons from that experience and
0: it was also really great that I was able to get closure around it because then you shared with me what was going on on the other end for you yeah you know because I didn't know you had this coach that you had invested all this money with and I was telling you like no this is this is how you need to do things yeah. and like pushing you to do things that you were really uncomfortable with, not because you were scared, but because they were not aligned and in, in integrity with yeah. your being and yeah. your soul. Yeah. You
1: know? And, and I think that that's the insidious nature of the coaching industry where I think we get a lot of balls. <laughs> we got a lot of strength and courage somehow, somewhere from, from this industry to, to tell people what to do. Yeah. And I think that's so gutsy to not know anything about someone's life and be able to be like, here's what you need to do to make a million, billion dollars. In six days. Because it worked for me. Right. And all I'm saying is just because it worked for you does not mean it's going to work for anybody else. Absolutely. It could have been a fluke. It could have been an accident. It could have been because of your privilege and your circumstances. It could be because of all this stuff. And uh, just because it worked for somebody doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah,
0: And also, you know, this is not to say, I think Thais and I really vibe on this, where it's like, this is also not saying that just because it doesn't work for us and it's not aligned with us, that it won't work for you. Right. Or that it isn't aligned with you. Like, we are all different. And that's like the beautiful part of being human and having these different experiences. It's like, just because we can't go down that road because it doesn't feel good, doesn't mean it's the wrong road, right? We're not saying yep. that. Yep. You know, and I think that's a good thing to clarify because yep. like I don't want to get hate mail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you may anyway. <laughs> that's true. But like that's I don't true. I don't particularly prescribe to the things I learned from that woman. I don't particularly enjoy talking about manifestation and law of attraction and wealth mindset none of that excites me. None of that inspires me. In fact, I think it leads to a lot of shame Mm -hmm. and a lot of blame and brokenness and just perpetuation of of women being small. And I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in the lives of so many of my clients. And so I don't particularly enjoy talking about it, prescribing to it. However, to many people, it's the gateway drug. It's what they need. It gives them some type of fuel, some type of hope, some type of something that gets them off their ass and gets them into doing what they love to do and so to all of those to each their own but I think it's also really good to be unapologetic about what you do and what you don't stand for because it creates this defense the boundaries of
0: not letting that type of energy into your life but you have to have clarity yeah. In order to know so what you, you stand for. So you gotta fuck up a lot. <laughs> you know, you have to actually do the work to yeah. get clear. To know yeah. what is right for me. What is not right yeah. for me. What are my boundaries around yeah. this, that, that's and the true. other thing. You know, yeah. that's where the real work gets into. Yeah. Is like getting still and quiet enough with yourself to go, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, That's bad.
1: Well, it's so hard when you. Discernment. You discernment discernment is so hard. Because I, 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 for a very long time while I was in that coaching package with that woman, I thought I was doing the right thing. Mm. I thought I was in alignment. I thought I was, everything was right. Yeah. Like I thought it was, except for the fact that I wasn't getting results, except for the fact that I was experiencing a lot of doubt. But I thought that was just because I wasn't believing in myself enough. Yeah. So that I think that that's what's so hard about conversations about alignment and values, is that it's so easy to think that we're in the right
0: alignment until we're really not. Right. Well, and don't you think, so this is my belief on it, yeah. on that. There's so much noise There's so in much the noise. world. Mm-hmm. Like, we are in the age of Aquarius. <laughs> we just came out of the age of, the, the or the Piscean age. We are like in transition. Really? Yeah. How long is that transition for? I'm pretty sure like we're in it now. Oh. Okay. But like the transition kind of happens like over a few years and then we're in these ages for like thousands of years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, like, no big deal. The Piscean age was very much like patriarchal like yeah. cra- like craziness i don't know google it guys okay, like read okay, about okay. it it's kind of amazing i'll put something in the show notes but, but about the, it but aquarius doesn't come after Pisces, so, so how does that work in the so, listen this is just how it goes i <laughs> okay. don't i don't make these rules okay all right so the age of aquarius is all like about information and like the information is just coming at us at such yeah. this like no, rapid it's pace right yeah. and so there's so much noise and so especially for coaches yeah I just feel, especially like coaches who are either A, brand new, yeah, or B, they're in a position in their business where they're not making as much money as they'd like to be making. I think I just have to they're say, very vulnerable. Th- yes, because… To people literally more- like… Ugh, okay, grabbing in them. any
1: other industry, people will say that you're not going to be profitable. Like, you're not going to be making money
0: successfully. For
1: five years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now in the coaching industry, we're taught that you can make six figures in like no gate.
0: time. Out of
1: the gate. And all you need are these systems. Everyone has different ideas about what those systems are. And they sell it with this beautiful lifestyle of them being in Paris all the time. Right. So you're like, oh, well, if they figured out the it. I just need to copy them I just need to whatever yeah. them and then I will make the six figures so I actually make considering that I you know started my business let's say four years ago but really got into it when I left my full-time job two years ago the fact that I make consistent income every single month that pays my bills and that allows me to live my life in LA is a fin- is Incredible.
0: Yeah. But it's not, it's not, but it's, and it's also not perceived as incredible in this industry. Exactly.
1: That's what I'm trying to get at.
0: Why is it so warped? I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, well, I do. It's because people like certain business coaches saw this great opportunity to, clutch all these little coaches up and say, hey, you can do this too. And some people do. Some people, it works. I've seen it happen. I also have seen the back end of that and how intense and overwhelming and like how much of a... They make it
1: look easy, but it's
0: not. None of it's easy. And that's why I really appreciate those... And we have some friends, some usual friends who are coaches who are really in it. They're really freaking like hustling with a lot of heart and their, their sleeves are rolled up and they're doing it and they're killing it. Yeah. But they're, they're also open about how hard it is and how much work it is and how disciplined they are and how they don't have time for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Their priorities are very much work and like one or two other things and it's like that's that and they have certain times for other things like fun or friendships or this or that or you know extracurricular activities or like whatever you know and that's amazing that's why you know a lot of people don't like Gary V because like he's really crazy you know but I I mean I'm I think we're all kind of crazy and I I like everybody's crazy and the one thing that I appreciate about him is that he's he's not saying that this is for everybody yeah he's like I am literally working like 18 hours a day yeah for like years I, but that's also that's also such a typical masculine no, no, no. energy but it's because he obsession. wants to buy the New York Jets it's yeah. because he needs like billions of dollars to buy the New York Jets guess what I don't want to buy the New York nope. Jets no nope. all I want to do is just like live my life and have some nice things and have some comfort yep. and like that's that's it yeah so like I don't need to work Like that. Right. But I think that's where the wires get crossed, right? Because everybody sees this hustle hard, hustle hard, hustle hard, go, 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 go. And they're not understanding, like, the hustle equals how much you want to, like, really give your life away. You have to sacrifice. Well, and this, we talk about, see, Tyson and I have these great conversations where we talk about all this stuff all the time. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And, like, this whole idea, we were just talking about this in the car, like, last week. Or the other day, when we were, like, this whole, like, you know, anybody can have it all. No. And it's, like, and I said, sure, like, some people can have it all, but they can't have it all at the same time. Yeah. Like, because life is always, like, this, like, beautiful, like, flow and balancing act and, and, like, the balance goes back and forth. Yeah. Well,
1: and Gary V can have what he has because he's willing. You know, he says family first, but the amount of travel that he puts in and the amount of hustle and work that he puts into his companies, clearly his wife is the one that's predominantly taking care of their children. So he can have it all because he has that support system. Right. And their, their dynamic right. is discussed between them and okay between them. Right. So, and it's different for women because we have different societal expectations
0: placed on us and we have different value system. And if we don't have a partner that's supportive of our work and the world and things like that, then that can be really, really difficult for us.
1: And I just, I'm just so over the hustle. I think we were talking about this the other day at dinner. We're like, I don't, uh, uh, seeing people hustle as hard as they're hustling makes me
0: exhausted. Exhausted. (laughs) exhausted I love that I'm not hustling hard well and it's also one of those things where and I know I love that Thais is just now like getting more and more into this because then I have another person to talk about it with <laughs> this whole idea of we as women we're very like cyclical humans, yes and yes we are we, we literally run on the cycle of the moon every month and so every month, there is a phase in our cycle where we are supposed to slow down. We are supposed to retreat. We are supposed to rest. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, for so many of us, we fight that. And that's why exhaustion oh, and not fatigue even that we're f- and yeah. adrenal fatigue and a- mm-hmm. all this stuff is happening. It's not even that we fight it consciously.
1: It's that that's we are seen and taught that you have to show up consistently because that is the masculine Absolutely. way. 100%. Mark and the, my boyfriend, Mark, you know, it's so funny. He's like, uh, I'm pretty much the same. Like, I sh- I'm pretty... F- pretty one line like that's pretty much who I am you know like this is my hustle speed this, yep this is what this is how I show up every day yeah and, uh, and I'm all over the map I'm everywhere me because too because as women we're not supposed to be showing up in a linear way we are supposed to be showing up as a cyclical way and, and this is one of the privileges of being an entrepreneur is that we get to play oh my gosh with, with our schedules mm-hmm. and, and balancing and unfortunately them. if you're in a corporate world it's harder for
0: you but it's not impossible it, exactly. it just requires certain systems and certain knowledge I think that's really important to highlight yeah just because you're not an entrepreneur does not mean you cannot support yourself yep. in these ways yeah and I think it's so exciting that we're living in a time where we have all these amazing startups and they are really open to corporate wellness Yep, and you know if they have the knowledge of, you know, their their, their female employees yep. being this way, then they're open to supporting them. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's really important to highlight the possibility and the opportunities yep. that this kind of knowledge can open up in a corporate environment and world. Yeah. I do want to loop back around something that yeah. I feel like is
1: important when Absolutely. we talked about knowing who you are mm. and, you know, knowing your value system and being so pushed out of alignment You know, like I was pushed out of alignment because of this woman who kind of vultures over spiritual women who are driven and thirsty. And Mm -hmm. right, this is this is the industry that we live in. We have to stay awake. We have to stay awake to manipulative marketing tactics and people that are going to try to to prey on you because you're thirsty. And when you're thirsty, you become vulnerable. Mm. But the reason why I also think it was so easy for me to fall into that identity is because I did not grow up with secure attachments,
0: mm. and so
1: I did not grow up having mirrored who I am in the world. So for those of you who are not familiar with attachment theory, it's brilliant. And it's this understanding that if you do not have certain attached, like if your family, your mother and father were not able to reflect to you a certain level of security, a certain level of attachment, then that's going to impact your psyche. And what attachment theory teaches us is that actually brings us into adulthood. It's not just a childhood phenomenon that stays in childhood. It actually moves into adulthood with you. So there's four different types of attachments, and I'm not going to
0: go over them today. But I'm actually going to put in the show notes this amazing book. The title is Attached. Mm-hmm. It's a book that was recommended to me by one of my therapists in New York a few years ago. I read it. I literally yeah. will recommend it to so many of my friends who are dating yeah, and like struggling it's with so their attachment good. styles. It's, all, in, it's so good.
1: Knowing your attachment style and knowing your capacity of attaching to other people is crucial for so many ways. For example, I did not get offered secure attachment, okay? So what secure attachment gives you, if your parents were able to consistently love you and support you the way you needed to, and this is very rare, very rare, You get a mirror. It's like, it's like when you're in the playground, right? And your mom is there watching you and you're playing in the playground. All kids do this. They will naturally go to their mom, tap them on the knee and say, Mommy, look at this. Look at what Mm -hmm. I'm doing if they feel like the mom is consistently going to be there and consistently going to look at them and see them, the child is going to be more confident in going further and further away and being more and more in his own right, because he's being reflected who he is from the parent. So if you weren't given that
0: and I was not offered that. Also, I think it's really important to highlight what you said about if you weren't given the style that you need and what you needed, because it's different for all of us, you know, one, People with multiple children. Yes. That style of reflecting back yep. isn't going to work the same with your daughter as yes. it does your son and yes. vice versa. Yep. And so that's why I think parenting is the hardest job in the entire world. And yep. I have such admiration and it's so hard. Just like honor yep. for all of those brave souls who take the plunge into parenthood. Yep. I don't take it lightly. The responsibility is amazing. It's
1: hard. And, you know, I I don't want to shame any parent. No. Uh, It's very, very hard to offer secure attachment. Almost none of us know yeah. anything my boyfriend <laughs> does though and it's terrifying oh, yeah so mark is secure attached and it's amazing to watch him you know he is so secure attached that he doesn't take things as personal he shows up consist, uh not shows up consistently in terms of like work and hustle but shows up consistently in our relationship emotionally emotionally he is able to support me when i'm going through my up and downs without making it be about him mm, and which is not a lot of people can do yeah. so here's an example of how this plays out in our relationship when he gets home, he has no problem going right into my face and giving me a kiss and putting his whole body on top of me and loving me mm-hmm. up. If I'm not prepared, I don't know what to handle. I don't know what to do with that energy. I-, I literally push it away. I can't handle it because I was not exposed and shown that type of intimacy on a consistent basis. So there's some fear there. There's some. Are you avoidant or anxious? I attachment. Actually, I think I'm avoidant. But I don't mm. remember. I, k- I yeah. get them confused. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I honestly feel like I'm a blend yeah. of avoidant and anxious. Yeah. But I definitely lean more on being anxious. Yeah, I have
1: to go back and, and read yeah. what I get. So so that means something, guys. That means that when we're operating out into the world, if you're not being reflected who you are at a young age, it's very easy to get your identity caught with other people's identity. To get your identity caught in what other people are doing. And that's me for a very long time. That was my number one challenge is this idea of comparatus of not knowing who I am. So I need to look at what everyone else is doing to give me permission to be who I am. And so that made me very amendable and susceptible to people's manipulation, to, you know, narcissistic codependent people, to energy vampires, because I was so thirsty for someone else's reflection of who I am. And it took me a lot of internal work and support from my mentors and my therapist to finally start to say, you know what, this is who I am. And it required me going through that year-long experience with that Woman, that coach, for me to continue to step into, no, actually, this is who I am. And just now, after 28 years, I'm starting to actually step into who I am and not need anybody else to validate that and tell me if that's true or that's not true. So your secured your uh, level of attachment matters. In a much deeper way than just relationships and then just, you know, childhood trauma. It actually informs who we are in the world. So the more that we can teach women to be in their secure attachment, the less likely they're going to be susceptible to this marketing crap.
0: And this is not easy. No. This isn't something, this is not a switch that you can just flip. Yeah. This is something that takes, you know, deep work. Yeah. It's challenging work. It is... Really fundamental. It took me 10 years. It's really like changing the really fundamental at it. structures yes. of your being.
1: Yeah. Well, because yeah, you can imagine as a child, like as a three year old, four year old, where everything that's happening around you is informing you of who you are. The tiniest glimpses from our parents, the tiniest behaviors deeply impacts us. We're so vulnerable at that age. And so if you're consistently not shown what love is in the way that you need it, Oh my gosh. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. It's a, it's 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 yeah. so necessary for our survival. And if you didn't get secure attachment parenting, now it's our responsibility because it's not fate isn't sealed, my loves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're not this way. That's one of the things that drives me crazy when people are well, like, change. "Oh, I'm stubborn because I'm a Virgo and that's it." You know? Change is the only constant yeah you can change any behavior that you're like ah, eh, this is just who I am that's not who you are
0: you know it's funny it's like one of those things where like I don't know when I was younger I always thought like oh you can't teach an old dog new tricks nobody changes like once the person is the person is and it's just one of those things where like that is something that I don't agree with at yeah. all if yeah. there's one thing that I know is like everybody changes Yep. Yeah. all the time Yep. Yeah. Okay, so my next question to ask you is, how do you think this experience, like our experience, yeah. it's just such a beautiful way to highlight the growth opportunities, the healing opportunities, the forgiveness opportunities, the opportunities we have to show up and take responsibility for our behavior, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, or the other, you know, can really happen in relationships. That's what relationships are for.
1: Yeah. I think you said something really beautiful the other day. You were talking about a friendship that you have, and you were like, I'm going to give her permission to show up as who she is.
0: in the, Right now at this moment. Right now in this moment. Yeah.
1: And I think that's I think that's one of the hardest things. It's so hard. Especially as you get closer and closer to someone.
0: Like, at first, it's all good. Totally. Oh, they're sloppy, they're messy. <laughs> totally fine. That's great. They don't remember things like I said to them like four minutes ago. Yeah, whatever. Whatever.
1: But then as soon as you start really getting into the friendship and it starts you start leaning on it, right? You start needing it. Well to, you
0: want to feel supported. That by secure it. attachment again. You want
1: more support yes. from it. So you're starting to lean on it more. Things that didn't seem to be a problem starts to being a problem. And then pretty soon, I think everyone hits this point in every relationship, whether oh, it's totally. partnership, friendship, family relationships, uh-huh. they go this all this laundry list of things about that person is not okay and they need to change and -hmm. we start to nitpick and we start Mm -hmm. to pick fights and get into this tension because of the laundry list of things that is not okay about that person and I think what you said is so beautiful of of a reminder that we have to keep going back to I need to let them be who they are and this is who they are now we get to decide our boundary with
0: that oh absolutely we get to decide what if we want that person in our lives well it's how we are going to react yeah to where they are in this moment yeah and how we're gonna show up yeah that's our choice yeah yeah and asking for what we need
1: i think that's also Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. important that i learned with my my partner oh and being direct
0: about it yes that's
1: what i feel like i'm i'm learning more yeah like listen it's really important to me that you're responsive. This is something that's very important to yeah. me as someone who did not have secure attachment is to have my partner be responsive. Or your friends, right? Right, or it,
0: because for it me, triggers up all my exactly. abandonment stuff. I, get, uh, I, just, I just get a little I twitchy and very crazy. very similar when I have a friend that I don't feel like is receptive or responsive Yeah. or when my partner isn't receptive or responsive. Cause at the end of the day, you don't feel seen. Exactly. And you don't feel, therefore, We're you don't. We're speaking the same attachment ex- language. Exactly. I knew that we
1: would get this. Obvi. Obvi.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> but therefore, we don't feel validated in our yes. experience. Yeah. We don't feel supported in our lives. Yeah. You know, and all these things happen. Yeah. So it's really, it is, it's so difficult and it's so hard. And it's something that I'm continuing to remind myself on the regular, you know, on the reg yep. every day. Yeah. Is that I'm choosing to surround myself with these individuals. Therefore, I must accept them as they are showing up Mm -hmm. in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that cliche reminder of everyone really is doing the best that they can in this moment. We all are. There are so many traumas and just wounds that we don't know about the other person that is literally across from us. And honestly, there are so many unconscious wounds and traumas within our own selves that we haven't yet uncovered. And so therefore we really have to continue to work on cultivating that self-compassion for ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can deploy an exorbitant amount of compassion for other people. And it is the fucking hardest thing to do it's the hardest I mean and so many people are in a trance like super authentically though not like this bullshit where everybody talks about like love and kindness and like just (laughs) like shed love and light and then create the container of love light energy which is all amazing right it's all amazing stuff like I'm super into it and I'm all about it and I'm learning all all the things right I'm not knocking that I'm knocking it when it comes from a surface level shallow place yeah Yeah. Because like, where's the depth in that? Yeah. You know? Cause it's hard work yes relationships are hard
1: work we have to practice with the boundaries and the communication and we have to ask for what we need but we also have to let go of how that manifests that's a hard one like babe I need you to be responsive and then his response could be I
0: can't give that to you right now and then learning how to accept exactly. that that is where they are exactly. right there and then mm-hmm. oh this is one of my most favorite lessons that I learned and it really has helped me tremendously over the years, like pretty early in my own therapeutic journey, not putting all of your eggs in that one basket. Mm, Yes. I'm so glad that you said that. Okay. So here's the deal. So this is what I mean by that. Lay it out. For everybody that's listening. Do it. Right? Because I know you know where I'm going. Oh, I do. So when we put so much expectation on another human being to support us in all the ways. Yep. All the time. We are setting them up. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, that is what you are doing. You are setting them up. It is impossible. For one person. Literally. Impossible. Please listen. It is impossible for one. One singular human being. In all their imperfections and trauma and wounding. Exactly. To provide you with everything you need, want, and desire. Impossible. So when we look back, to another person to provide that, we are constantly going to be disappointed. Yep. We are constantly going to bump our heads against the wall.
1: Well, and we're going to put a huge load
0: onto this person. Like,
1: how heavy is that? Like, the, the, now that they have to carry. So, of course, yeah. they're going to then get
0: resentful towards us. Uh, a hundred percent. Because we're expecting them to be something that they're not. So this was a beautiful, beautiful lesson that I learned. And it actually, like, where it bubbled up for me was when I was doing a lot of my work with my mom. You know, I had all of these issues issues bubble up with my mom, which mm. I never knew were there. Because, like, it wasn't my mom that was, like, the um, perpetrator, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was always, like, my my father and stepfather, like, you know, because like my father, I don't know, you know, my biological father, I don't know. And then my stepfather was like, you know, the abusive, like alcoholic, you know, all that stuff. I didn't realize that I had all this anger Mm. towards my mother, you know, for not, you know, doing all the things that I I thought. Exactly. And so when my work around that started really like budding and having to process all that, all this stuff came up for me where I was like you know she's not showing up for me she's not showing up for me and I was so upset but then I started recognizing that I was literally I had this picture in my head of the ideal mother Mm. right and I was trying to literally force that on top of her and once I recognized that that was literally impossible and once my therapist told me like what would it look like if you if you went to other individuals in your life who could support you in these ways, yeah, that your mom might might not be able to at this time. Yeah. What would it look like for you to just get that support? And I was like, Oh my goodness. So that is literally, when I started going inside more, checking in more, understanding, like, hey, I might need somebody to tell me how great. I did yep. in this particular area of my business. Yep. My mom doesn't really get yep. like all of my business and you know yep. all of the things, all the details. So you know what? I am going to share this win yep. with maybe somebody like you right. who like we're in the same industry. You know you get it, and that way you can be like Lindsay. Holy fucking shit! Awesome That's job! Amazing! Super win! Congratulations! Great. And then Woo. I get that support. Yeah. Instead of looking to somebody else who I'm just setting them up to fail. Yeah. And you know what? It has radically changed our relationship. Yeah.
1: I mean, we can have a whole conversation on the mother wound because. Oh my. Woo, yeah. No, so I know. So much there. I will say I though that giving myself permission to grieve for the mother I never had. Mm-hmm gave me space to
0: love the mother I have. Absolutely. And you know what's so interesting? Because I think some people will hear you say that and be like, you know, oh, like, it, she's grieving the mother she never had. Well, that's so, you know, um, she's not being grateful for the mother mm. that she does. Yeah. But what they do is they hear that first part, and they didn't really hear that second part. Yeah, yeah no. It's like sometimes
1: because our childhood sucked sometimes, sometimes it was amazing, right? But, but it's the sucky parts that really hit our soul deep. And sometimes we need to create the container and the space to grieve the hardships that we experienced. You know, my mom did the very best that she could. And I, uh, I love the decisions that she made because it has led me here. I'm so grateful for that. But there were a lot of times where I felt really let down by her and Mm -hmm. by giving myself the permission to experience the full spectrum of the human experience. And by that, I mean giving myself permission to grieve that she was not able to support me in these ways gave me the the strength and the space to then be like, then to, to whole, um, what is it? To heal that wound so that I could then look at the rest of my body, let's say, and how great my body is because yeah. now it's not consumed by this physical wound, right. you know? so. It's given me so much deeper appreciation for who she is and our relationship and uh, honoring her limitations. Like, mm. like she is a type of person that's just not going to be able to support me in some ways. And that
0: doesn't make her a
1: bad so person. I can honor her limitation, like honor that that's just where she is and she's never going to be the person yeah. I want her to be. So exactly what you said. So that means that like, if I want this type of support,
0: I'm going to go to somebody else. Right. And then that way you're always feeling full. Yeah. And, then, and also what that does is it so beautifully sets you up to not even go into that anger and resentment. Yes. So then now my mother and I
1: are developing such a fantastic relationship because I'm not coming into the relationship as the wounded child who needs her mother. Right. I'm coming into this relationship as a healed adult who wants to develop a really healthy relationship with this other adult. Yeah. And that means honoring boundaries. That means knowing when it's, you know, I have to say yes when I have to say no. It's messy. I'm not saying we're perfect, but it's been a really tremendous experience. But I first had to honor that it sucked for a long time.
0: Yeah. And I love that you also brought up the whole idea around allowing yourself to honor the full human experience by really feeling your feelings like okay i feel okay. like in i this put world, somebody
1: in a somebody in a facebook post the other day like used wrote about something 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 about how great everything is and success and then she goes but sometimes we have to honor the quote human unquote experience and because she <laughs> because you know <laughs> she's coming from a place of spirit like she's spirit so human is like the quotes because we oh really are my spirit gosh. and i want to so be like no 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 is, honey yes, oh my gosh this no, no. is where i have
0: such a problem i have such a problem I'm with... sorry, i so interrupted no, you. No, no 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 i'm happy that you did because i really like we're human. We're human. We're, like this is happening.
1: This is here. We don't know if we get another round at this. I know that we're convinced of reincarnation. Right, and that like we could, think, that could right? be a
0: thing. But... but it doesn't matter because this life, this life, yep. we chose to live this exact life right yep. here, right yep. now. Yep. Yep. And, like, this life is happening. Yep. So, like, let's not quote the human experience. <laughs> let's live it. Come on, embody it. I know. That is what we are here to learn and do. Embodying our humanness.
1: I remember reading a, a, a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but something along the lines of, like, we're not here to learn unconditional love or something. Because we are unconditional mm. love. We are here to learn human love. Oh, wow. That's a cool one. Uh, I it, like yeah, that. That makes you think. Yeah. Uh, because, like, we're going to be spirit, right? Technically, supposedly, maybe. We're going to be spirit for thousands and billions of years. Because we're part of the billions. So, like, let's not learn how to be that. Well, because we are that. We are that. We, gotta we are. going got to learn how to be here.
0: Isn't, isn't the quote, <laughs> we are spiritual beings having a human experience? Yes. Right? Or, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that's yeah. it. Well, we'll figure it out. But regardless, that's, yeah, it's like
1: we're not human beings having a spiritual experience or spiritual having beings having a human, human experience. experience, right? Yep. So
0: let's really embody that human experience and let's allow ourselves to have like the full spectrum of that human experience, yep. which means having days and moments where we are sad, where we are grieving, where we feel guilty, where we feel remorseful, where we feel rage, where we have all these quote-unquote negative feelings. I don't necessarily look at those as, like, super negative. I look at those as, like, no, they're part of our human experience. I don't know why we call them... I don't like
1: things... So the negative and positive, that's all... That's all an important duality that we kind of need to operate from. But I'm an enlightened creature. (laughs) And so for me, I like to live in a non-duality where it's all good. It's all holy. And I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't label things as black and white and good and bad because I'm a spirit having a human experience. This is great. I live in non-duality. <laughs>
0: la, 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 la. la.
1: <laughs> no, but I really don't <laughs> like the idea of negative and positive, but it makes sense. When it I comes mean, to emotions, right? right Although yeah. I
0: understand how we do, like, humans, like, that's what we do, right? We label things we like in meaning. order for us to make sense of it all yeah, intellectually, right? our brain, right? brain works. It yeah. is. And so I get that. But... I think what it is is, like, I don't mind label, labeling them as positive or negative emotions, but I do mind when... The relationship with the negative. Yeah, is like, you know, it's kind of like the whole, like, fear is terrible and you should never have fear. and What's my joke? I'm still trying to actually write rad- the joke. eradicate the ego. It's like, what's spiritual
1: women... What's going to happen to spiritual women when they realize they can no longer blame... Fear, limiting beliefs, and mercury in <laughs> retrograde that problems. I, I can't find a, a good finish for well, the gonna, joke.
0: Well, because we're probably figuring that out, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we are trying to figure that out. That's a good one. No, so the whole point of this whole conversation is things are messy. There's no relationship that is not recuperable. There really isn't. I agree.
0: Be open and curious. And so these ownership. are... Do you think these are... what? What's like... The big lesson that you learned from our experience that we shared today. Oh, great question! Body. Yeah, I think the the because I can't go back and
1: have done it over because like I was in I was in it, you know. Yeah. I would say my biggest lesson is if, if you look back and you feel like you messed up, say something. Mm. Like if you feel something, say something. Yeah. Like if you feel like you probably hurt somebody's feelings, but you're not sure, but you feel like maybe you said something wrong, mm, say something. Yeah. Because even if you didn't and they had no idea, they're going to so honor that you took the moment to say something. Yeah. Um, so if you feel like you messed up, if you feel like you didn't say something right, this isn't to, to exacerbate your perfectionist tendencies by any means, but if you genuinely feel like you messed up in a relationship or like someone's feeling really distant from you and it's somebody you care about, Say something, you know. I feel mm. distant, and I would love to rekindle this. Or I feel like maybe I hurt your feelings here, and I just want to clear things up if anything happened. And I recommend doing it via phone or via in person, not because then you get to sell them, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because sometimes things get a little messy with well, we messenger and We get that text. real human connection.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. So I think my um, biggest takeaways from our experience is one that I am right in my willingness to give more chances yeah. to people.
1: I think that's a that's really beautiful. While honoring yeah. your boundaries, because I think yeah, you did that right. Like, I, did. I think you were. I think you came into our meeting very bounded, mm-hmm. like you didn't have any expectation. Yeah, you didn't expect, but curious, but curious, but but clear boundaries. I yeah. think. Yeah. And then you, and then slowly you started to ease the boundaries mm-hmm. as the trust came back in the friendship, and I think that that's really important. Agreed. The seven second chances doesn't mean going back to someone that really hurt you and being really open and
0: vulnerable with them again. You know, if they didn't build that Ye- trust again, and that's such a a, a, such an important step right is you gave me the space that I needed and the time yeah and you showed me in that space and time that you were trustworthy yeah and what does trustworthy mean worthy of someone else's trust and I remember making more of an effort Mm -hmm. like
1: after that meeting like I made more of the effort you did. To continue to you engage, because I knew that, that it was on me. me a lot. Yeah, it was on me. Yeah, as the quote unquote betrayer. Yeah, to own up and to take more initiative and to take more effort and always sensing if I was overstepping and sensing if there was a clear line from you that was a clear no or whatever, in which case I would have respected. But I didn't feel no. that, so we no, just kept going, yeah. and now we're like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the most
0: amazing thing in the whole world. And then number two. I think for me is just like this beautiful reminder because I think we all need it so much that it is okay to be human and it is okay to fuck up. Yeah. It is so okay. It is. It really is. Like we're all going to do it. Yeah. So, but it really is part of just like owning it. Yeah. That's, that's what, like, I think it's allows so, you to grow. Well, and
1: I think it's so hard for us to own that because ever since we were little when we drew on the wall that one time and we Ugh. got so yelled at and we're like, oh, my God, I'm never messing up again. Yeah, like, you are... You are bad. bad. Yeah, You are bad, you know? Yeah, but you say that. I say it to my dog all the time. You're such a good... Girl or well, he's a boy. So <laughs> you're such a good boy. You, know, you are a good boy because of your behavior. behavior. Mm-hmm. When it's whether it's like that's a good behavior, you are always inherently a good boy. Be-
0: and because we're so young, right? And yeah. because it's it's such like a youthful, not it's just uh, we're such a such a vulnerable state in yeah. our, our learning. Yeah. We don't have the capacity to understand and differentiate no. ourselves versus our behavior. Right. And yes. so that why that's why it's so important for, for parents, bless their heart, or or just us in, yes. in any relationship to say, I love you. That behavior you, wasn't okay. Yes, you yeah. are good. You are always good. Yeah. That behavior was not okay. Was not okay. Yeah. That behavior was wrong. Yeah. That behavior was bad because it hurt someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And really, that's, I think, really where the wounds take place, right? Mm-hmm. Is because that little person didn't have the support in being able to identify that that's not them.
1: Well, and adding to that, they were being said that they were bad from God. Because we view our parents as our everything. We don't have the discernment to say, hey, he's having a bad day today. This is
0: not personal. God forbid if it's like, you know really maybe like extremist yeah, religious like, wise yes. and, and their parents are saying you know like this is in God's eyes yes. this is wrong in yeah. God's so eyes, now you not like, only have that's a, like a double parents, whammy oh, yeah. holy moly
1: so your parents are your authority figure they are everything before you even go to school like they are all you know yeah. and so if they say that you are bad you don't question it you take that on I must be bad and because yeah. we're so thirsty for love we will then take that in internalize that and say that is bad I am bad and now i need to do everything in my power to you know get that love again and that's when we develop our masks our defensive mechanism Mm -hmm. that's where that's you're exactly right that's where the wounding comes from yeah so you know we are humans and we're you know the way i see it is our entire childhood up to like you know 23 24 25 is really on learning and then from the age of like 25 to what uh, would we'll die is in the unlearning oh, and that's literally, that's it that's how we're here.
0: I mean it's crazy right? To learn all it's things like, that are wrong I and know. then to
1: unlearn for the rest of our lives. I know it's and there amazing. you go.
0: <laughs> well I just want to tell you and I know we've had this conversation before and I've said this many of times but I really do so honor you and I so appreciate your willingness to really show up and own you know the imperfections that maybe you know the imperfect behavior that you deployed towards me like it it was just it was such a beautiful and loving experience Mm -hmm. and i real i really i'm I'm grateful that we went through that because i feel like i mean look what's happened like we have been able to really just grow with each other and learn these beautiful, beautiful lessons. And our, I think it has made our openness even more now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I appreciate that. I take that in.
1: You're welcome you. <laughs> uh,
0: for fucking up. You're so welcome. <laughs> no, I hear you, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and I really do. I, I think that we do have, like, this really fun and beautiful relationship. We do. We have so much fun. It really, it's great, you know? And I'm I have just, big plans for our friendship. I know. You tell me. I'm like, me. we're going to Brazil, <laughs>
1: and then we're going to Thailand. You tell and me And then often. we're going to, like, go to Palm Springs every weekend. <laughs> and then we're going to do all the things all the time. I have big plans.
0: All the time, all, all the time. The yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Thais, thank you so much for thank being you part for of the me. crew. Yes, I'm excited for and, more of oh these conversations. Oh my gosh, I have so many more fun ideas and topics for us to talk about. I'm excited. So, guys, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them for me or Thais. You can find Thais at I am Thais Guy all over all the things. All over all the things. Wishing you a beautiful, beautiful day. Wow, Thais and I really covered a lot of topics. I mean, we dug into the importance of being able to own your shit, especially when you fuck up and do something wrong and stay with those feelings. And we even touched on attachment theory and all sorts of other stuff. So as always, you can find everything that we talked about linked in the show notes. You can find Thais all over social media at I am Thais Skye. You can also find her at her website, ThaisSkye.com. As always, you can find me all over social media at Ray, And I would love to hear any of your comments and just feedback or thoughts on the show. And you can do that by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on iTunes or any of the mediums you listen to the podcast on. It's really helpful. And share it if you feel like you know somebody that would also enjoy the podcast. So as always, until next time, I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or evening.